All right, welcome to the ScorgyCast, episode number two. I'm Mike Rosello, and today I have my good friend Mike Lore with me. How's it going, Mike? It's going great, Mike. This is always fun. I'm looking forward to um, listening to music and talking with you about it. Yeah. We're going to play some of the national bands this week. Mike wasn't around for Scorgies, actually. Uh, what was your story about getting here, Mike? Well, unfortunately, I missed Scorgies by a Six months to a year. Ah. You know, I was in Pittsburgh for college. I got my first job in Rochester in 86. And I think according to what you told me, Scorgies kind of went out of the scene at about 85. Yep. So the bands we're going to listen to are all the bands I missed. It's kind of sad that I missed them, but I'm very excited to learn the history um, of what we're going to play and what we're going to talk about. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually... Uh, Mike and um, his girlfriend Maggie, we kind of hang out once in a while. We do a vinyl night where we each bring a handful of albums to each other's house, have some beers, and we uh, just play vinyl, and everyone's got different tastes, and we learn some stuff, some stuff we we all like, but it's always a fun time, and we're big vinyl fans. So we're going to be playing um, a few songs from... We're each going to pick like three groups that played at Scorgies. Uh, some of them I saw. Unfortunately, Mike didn't get to see them, but he picked out bands that he wishes he saw. Yeah, I think Mike um, Mike let me pick some bands that I would have gone to see because I'm I'm familiar with their music, but I missed them playing at Scorgies. So kind of a chance for me to catch some of the stuff I missed. Yeah, Mike, you would have loved Scorgies. Um, yeah. Because um, he's, a, he's a huge super music fan. Um, from way back, and uh, we still go to all kinds of concerts now. We have a good time, and he appreciates music from the punk time, 80s. Mike's more of a, kind of more of an 80s guy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think my um, my musical soul really kind of sticks deep into the 80s, all that post-punk kind of stuff, uh, and I know that's a very overused, generalized term. A lot of music falls into post-punk. So define it how you like, um, but that's really where most of my um, my musical soul lies. I expand way out of that area, but that's that's primarily my favorite. Yeah, that's all right. There's a lot of that at Scorgies. Um, why don't we um, start off with one of your picks? What do you want to play? Well, the one that surprised me the most is when Mike informed me that a band called Polyrock actually played at Scorgies. I had no idea they were ever anywhere near Rochester, so I was super sad the most to miss them. Uh, they're a favorite of mine that I discovered by chance one night on TV really late, some obscure little video of them performing the song Romantic Me. Hmm. So I scored that album when it was new, still have it, still love it, and then come to the realization when Mike's doing his Scorgies research that they actually played Scorgies. So I missed them by like a year. All right. So I'd like to pretend I was there and enjoy the song Romantic Me. Sounds good. We'll do that. And I'm not sure if I saw that show. Um, so it might be uh, something new for me. Inside joke, Mike might have to check with his buddy Greg. <laughs> I, I told that story on the the first episode, so it's a great story. We all have them. So yeah, maybe I did see Polly. Maybe he did. <laughs> all right, here's "Romantic Me" by Polly Rock. 
All right, Polly Rock. I really like that. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I'm pretty sure I didn't see that show, but I wish I did. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Hey, a cool little tidbit. Yep. Polly Rock was produced by Philip Glass. No shit. Yeah, probably a name that some people are familiar with. Um, his music tended to be very repetitive, patterns just repeated over and over, classical-type compositions. So I just found it very surprising that he somehow was producing polyrock, which was a unique sound, I think, for from uh, what he usually would do. Yeah. Did he do other records or just you that You know, one? I'd have to kind of look into that. I just, I'm, I'm familiar with the first release the most. I would assume he did the rest because their sound didn't change that much in their short career. All right. So, Mike, what do you got next? I'm going to go for something completely different. Nice. I'm going to go with a little more hardcore punk and... Uh, we're going to listen to some GBH. Nice. A band I don't know. Yep. Very excited to hear it. Yeah. They're British, um, kind of hardcore. Uh, they had the um, skinny 12-inch mohawks. and nice. uh, They were pretty hardcore, so we're going to check them out.
right, GBAs, what'd you think? That was pretty cool. I got to tell you, typically not my flavor, but I do appreciate uh, like that that uh, double tempo, fast, very fast, kind very, of kind of motorheady. Yeah, you were saying like uh, motorhead meets Ramones. Ramones, yeah, like an angry Ramones kind of sound. Um, I really dug it a lot. Good. And before the song, you were describing the band as the members having like the spiked mohawks that were somewhat, you know, uh, normal for that type of music. People in those bands looked that way. So while this band was playing at Scorgies, I wasn't there. I was in art school in Pittsburgh going to school with people that looked like they were from that band. Literally spiked mohawks, leather, chains, the works. like the, Leather studs and acne? Oh, my God. There were people literally putting clothespins in their ears, if not their face. So did you ever see any of them driving with those mohawks? How do they, how do no. they get in a fucking car? Back in the day, I, didn't, I did not have a car in college. I was relying on the bus all the time. And um, I think a lot of the people that I saw that dressed that way we're walking to the campus. All right. Yeah, I always yeah. wondered how you got around with that. No kidding, man. Spiked mohawk. Oh my god, I saw it for real. I mean, there were there were art students that, if they weren't in a band, had me convinced that they that they might have been. So that was cool to learn about GBH. Uh, dig the sound. Dig the look. Um, you don't see that much more, you know, today. No. But that was really going on at Scorgies. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That must have been quite a scene. I mean, I, I can relate to what it looked like only because when I was going to school, that was a popular look. Um, so, yeah, nice job on the tune. Yeah, like I, the- I like that hardcore stuff. Um, that's a little bit more later, uh, thrashy kind of hardcore than I, than yeah, I normally I, like. I, I like um, the original, I like the damned and the, uh, the buzzcocks. Oh, my God, yes. You know, adverts. Yep. Things like that, but um, one or two of the hardcore bands I can I can listen to and, and like. Yeah, I think you have a more natural tendency to appreciate that more than I do, and I may like poly rock a little more than you do, but right. we both like both. Yep, it's 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 just music connecting people. You know? Yep. So uh, you have another pick. Yeah, um, I gotta go with X. X, okay. I, I saw them. Uh, oh, man. One thing about X that I, I always remember is um, Billy Zoom. Is that the guitar player's name? I'm pretty sure it is. He just has his smile on his face. No kidding. 100% of the time. Oh, that's awesome. When he's playing, you know, you, you look like you might be um, wanting to, like, growl or get, you know, <laughs> He's just playing so hard, but he's just got this big goofy smile on his face. That means all he's, the time. he's enjoying what he's doing, yeah. and, and and that comes across from the stage to the audience, and it just makes for a good show. Yeah, and it's just always stuck in my mind. And how about John Doe? Any any memories of watching him? Uh, no, not really. Okay, just just uh, smiling, Billy. Love John Doe's <laughs> voice. All right, so uh, what song you want to play? I think we're doing Los Angeles. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, here we go. Los Angeles by X.
All right, that was X. That was a good show at uh, Scorgie's. Um, too bad you didn't see it. Yeah, it's another one of those that makes me jealous, but I'm happy for you. Have you ever seen him? No. Oh. Never. I, I've started collecting their vinyl um, probably three years ago. All right. I've always been a fan, uh, but when I recently got back into my vinyl collection, I'm like, yeah, I need some X. You know, I saw them somewhere else, too, locally, and I don't know where it would have been. Um, I could picture the place. Yeah, you got to ask Greg. It was more, yeah, it was more <laughs> of um, it wasn't like a bar or a club. It was more like um, maybe a college gym or something. Um, oh yeah, RIT had some. U of R had some back in the day. Maybe it was yeah. there. I yeah. don't. I don't remember. But yeah. yeah, the thing about X that I find interesting is I think it falls into that category of sound that you really like. However. They were from California. Yep. And that is definitely a West Coast sound um, for X, as opposed to, like, the Ramones, New York City. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah. But you like them both. I do. Normally, I, I don't really like the West Coast L.A. bands. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, and, and they're the bands that everyone loves. Yeah, like Black Flag, I, I don't know. I just, not my style in... Um, one thing that's kind of funny is uh, when you talk about beer, I'm a big IPA guy, and I prefer the West Coast beer over the East Coast IPAs, but musically, I'm the other way around. Yes, and I find that uh, both funny and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's... maybe fucked up. I don't know about funny. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's all good. Yep. So um, I'm trying to think of any other stories from Scorgies I had that you might be into. Um there were some cool stories that I don't want to tell because I'm not really, uh, I don't have firsthand knowledge, but, um, and maybe you've already heard of them, but there was one where Don actually kicked Elvis Costello out of the bar. I heard a rumor about that. Yep. We got to get someone on that could tell that story. And there was also one with the cramps, which is kind of famous, where um, Lux Interior was, for some reason, he was breaking up the ceiling tiles as he was singing. I'm not surprised. And uh, Mr. Scargy wasn't too thrilled with that. Right. I don't think he kicked him out, but... Had to tone it down a little bit. There was there was some there was something going on, so that was another interesting story. Wow. So we got to look into that, see if anyone was at that show and can illustrate a little better. Yeah, sounds like uh, we've got some homework to do. Yeah, so a lot of good stuff happened there. Okay, you got a song? Yeah, this is um, another band that really surprised me as a national act that played at Scorgies, and that's The Replacements. All right. Yeah, I'm not, um, again, not one of my staples. That's okay. Yeah. It's, it's all about learning and sharing today. Yeah, and that, yeah. actually, I do want to mention, too, because I always talk about the local bands that I saw over and over. I keep mentioning this, kind of the same ones, and mm-hmm. there's a whole slew of ones that came afterwards that are just you know it's fantastic it's just that i wasn't around that time it was like this kind of like a second generation of scorgies people but uh, right um the projectiles um insiders the swing set uh cousin al and the relatives these are bands i've never heard of no um yeah Yeah. actually my sister julie went she was like the second generation of scorgies and those were all her bands nice a lot of garage band kind of stuff but um, we will be getting into all those, too. 
and hopefully we'll be having some of those band members be guests and that'd be fantastic you know, they could teach me some stuff yeah all right so you're gonna uh we got off track you're gonna do some um yeah we had queued up uh something by the replacements replacements off. that's right yeah replacements off pleased to meet me okay you can do can't hardly wait is that what you want that's the song can't hardly wait all right i, I can't hardly wait to hear it i can't either <laughs> All right, that was Replacements. Can't hardly wait. I like that one, too. I'm pretty sure I did not see that show either. <laughs> Another one we both missed. Yep, yep. I would have remembered that, and I get the Replacements mixed up with another band that does this theme song for Friends, and I can't remember their name now. Oh, I knew that at once, but I, I got to be honest, I'm not remembering it now. And for some reason, I don't know why even, was it the Rembrandts? Possibly. That's a, that's replacements. A, that's why sounds the same. It's a very good guess. But 
tell you more homework. Tell you the truth, I didn't, I didn't know what either of them sounded like. So <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> it's just the name is it's familiar. Yeah, that was a decent song to hear. It's been a while for me since um, since I heard that one. So thanks for bringing the replacements back into my life. Yeah, yeah. that was a good call. Well, you know, it was your call. All right. So, Mike, what do you got next for us? All right, I'm going to go with one of my musical uh, heroes, I guess you would say. Ooh, yeah. Uh, guitar player for the New York Dolls, which I'm not sure if you're a, a fan of, but... I'll say that I have great respect for them. I know David Johansson did his own thing afterwards, but do tell. Who's the guitarist? Yep, we're going to hear Johnny Thunders. Oh my gosh, yes. Who, okay. Um, played there, I saw him in... Um, I can't. I think I saw him in New York City, too couple times go down there after high school we used to go down one couple times a year and um go record shopping and go to the all the clubs and stuff and very cool got to see johnny thunders there and actually speaking of david johansson while we were record shopping we were there to see johnny thunders later that night yeah yeah in the record store i look up there's david johansson come on standing there shopping for records get out and i Wow, my God, I got to say something. Right. But I don't yeah, want to be that, that guy, you know. That guy and, that tells the story how he didn't talk to him. Well, that's true. So um, I kind of just like followed him around in the <laughs> store for a while. And then when he he paid and he left, so I followed him out. And once we were out on the street, yeah, I kind of said, uh, excuse me, David. And he turned around and um, no, I told him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here from Rochester. And I'm going to see Johnny Thunders tonight. <laughs> and he was just thrilled that... Yeah, that mean, he got recognized yeah. and someone talked to him. Yeah. That's so, so cool, so dude. That was I cool. had no idea you ever spoke to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. on the street. Yep. And it was very cool. So That is very cool. You don't have to remember what he bought. <laughs> no, I should have asked him. <laughs> hey, what do you got there? <laughs> I guess that's one easy uh, topic to um, start a conversation with. Yeah. So anyways... Um, Johnny Thunders played there. It was an awesome show. Um, I think I mentioned that for some reason I was yelling out Pirate Love because I wanted to hear that. And then uh, there was a, a chick behind me. And she started yelling out Pirate Love with me. No kidding. And um, But that's what we're going to hear now. Excellent. All right. Pirate Love by Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers.
right, Mike, what do you think of Johnny Thunders? That was pretty cool. I got to admit, we've had a very uh, diverse show so far. Yeah, there's not been too many uh, similar sounding songs. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's the beauty of Scorgies, man. That yeah. it, it was uh, doing everything back in the day. Yep. So yeah, I thought it. Um, I liked the beginning. The guitar almost took me back to 1950s, and then immediately went someplace else, which was super cool. Yeah. Okay. But um, even in the Dallas, a lot of his stuff is kind of like 50ish. Uh, Almost like just good old like American girl rock group, and roll, girl group kind of yep. songs. Yep. And, um, so yeah, so he he variety of styles to play and very cool. Yep. So I got to ask you this: He's playing guitar. Was he also the lead vocalist on that song? He was great. Um, Walter Lure, the other guitar player, was singing backup. Okay. But on a lot of Heartbreaker songs, Walter Lure was, does the vocals, the main. Oh, vocals. so they did share it. Yeah, yeah. That's Johnny, pretty cool. Johnny man. was like a that. great singer. Yep. But you know. Some of his songs. His voice fit the music well for that song. Yep. Pirate Love. Pirate Love. Okay. um, I think you played two in a row, so I got one more to to finish the show out. Yeah, you do, man. You get uh, to close it out with your choice. What's it going to be? All right. I am going to play one of my favorite artists. Um, I think I saw him maybe twice at Scorgies, but I've seen him... I saw him at the Penny Arcade, too, and then um, the band disbanded, and he put out some solo stuff, and every once in a while, and I'm talking about Willie Loco Alexander, by the way, sorry. Okay. Um, every once in a while, he'll pop up on YouTube or Facebook with some uh, current stuff. He's still still around, and it's wow. a lot of, um, like, spoken word or... Um, Slam, I like a rap. Slam, slam. Poetry slam? Yeah, is that a thing? That's a thing. Okay. Yep. Something, it'll That's be cool something thing, like actually. that with some weird music going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and then and then actually they the band got back together fairly recently. Well, I say recently, maybe like within the last 10 years. Yeah. Put out a, a new CD no with the kidding. original members, and um, it's pretty good. So you did check it out and you like it? Yeah, I have it. Yep. Awesome. Yep. It's actually, and it's actually the same cover. They copied the cover of the first album. Yeah. Only now they're old, but they're they're like in the same spots. Oh stuff. my god! What a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It says a lot of the uh, a lot for the character of those band members, you know, to to pull that off. How many years later? Oh man. Are you talking forty? Oh, I'm thinking at least forty. Yeah. 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 Crazy, isn't it? Yep. Good for them. Well, this makes me even more eager to hear it. All right, I'm going to play, um, man, it was hard to pick, but I, I ended up picking up a song called Rock and Roll 78. All right. And uh, so this is Willie Loco Alexander. Well, well, we'll chat a little bit again after the song's over.
Okay, rock and roll bands in the rock and roll clothes. I'm not going to lie, Mike, I got some goosebumps listening to that. I don't blame you, dude. Um, here's the thing. Never heard of that band before tonight. Okay. Had no idea they existed. Didn't know the guy, didn't know the band, never heard the song. So you're at this point, you're going to ask me what I thought of it. What would you think of it, Mike? Well, Mike, 
Um, it didn't take long before I got the chills because I hear very early David Bowie. Really? Yeah. David Bowie. Maybe not really early. Um, I should redefine that. Um, I don't know. Little pre-Ziggy era. Uh, and we'll have to catch up on this at another episode. I'll get into more detail of why I thought it reminded me of Bowie. All right. I don't want to take away from your song because it was really, really good. All right. Uh, I just, I heard things um, that I've heard before, but not quite like that. The guy's voice is incredible. His his inflections and playing the piano together at the same time made for a great song. Um, there was just a feeling I got um, that I've got from, from other music similar to it. All right. Yeah. Well, great pick. Great I, pick. I know you're a huge Bowie guy, so uh, I Yeah, our listeners are going to, eventually our listeners are going to learn that. All right. Uh and also, I want everyone to know that uh, Mike here has a new radio show on Wayo Radio. So tell us about that. Mike, thanks. I uh, wasn't sure we were going to bring that up tonight. But yeah, I am a DJ in training at Wayo 104.3 FM. Uh, potentially scheduled for my first supervised live show this Sunday um, from 7 to 8. Well, I should say going into the future, starting a Sunday will be 7 to 8. Uh, the name of the show is Turning the Tables, and I'll I'll be exploring almost any genre you can think of uh, for my hour. It might even be similar to what we're doing tonight, where I play, talk, play, and talk. All right. Thanks for the mention, Mike. I'm gonna. You got a request line? A call up, and I'm gonna request some Willie Alexander. I think uh, <laughs> you might be first in line for that one. All right. It'll be all yours. Okay. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll keep it going, and once again, if anyone has any interesting stories to share, please, by all means, come on and be a guest. Love to talk to you. All right. Good night, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>